this morning, I'd like to look at the Word of God with you and encourage you. Uh, how many are ready for God's Word? I'm ready for God's. I'm always ready to hear the Word of God. Always ready to study the Word of God. Now, you know, there was a series, uh, it's been canceled uh, about two or three years ago or a little bit longer, but on Discovery Channel, I loved it. You know, I, I would watch it once in a while. Uh, not always, as, as well as I love Discovery Channel because they got some good things on there. You know, the, the fishing guys, and they go out there and they go out there and, and, and uh, do some crazy things. But this one that I want to talk about was called Storm Chasers. Anybody ever see that one? Storm Chasers, very cool, right? And uh, you know, these folks, they they love to chase storms. They chase tornadoes. They spent their time doing that. They would go. They they were crazy. You know, I mean, most people run away from storms. These folks, they ran towards them. And uh, uh, the reason they did it is because they wanted to kind of study them, study the tornadoes, study the storms, find out, you know, what some get some a little bit of updates on maybe how they can make it safer for folks in the community who uh, experience these tornadoes and give them a little bit of a heads up and uh, warning. Now, that was great, you know, and, and that was, you know, the Storm Chasers uh, was, was a good series, but uh, I have to say this morning that probably uh, there are some folks who are here today in this service who are being chased by some storms in your life this morning. You're not necessarily chasing them, but maybe they are chasing you. You are experiencing some kind of storm, some kind of, of thing that's going on that's maybe shaking your world, that's causing you problems, that's causing you hurt. And unlike these storm chasers, you're not looking for them. Storms. This morning, everyone will have to deal with a storm eventually at one time or another in their Christian walk. In fact, we're going to see how it's not only those of us who are born again or call ourselves Christians that go through storms, but yet we know that even those who are not serving the Lord experience storms in their lives. Now, sometimes these storms are caused by, we know as Christians, the devil, the enemy of our soul who wants to discourage us and who wants to cause us to want to throw in the towel and wonder why these things are hitting us. And then other times are caused by people, family, friends, etc., and so on. And Again, just because of life. Life has its ups and its downs and brings storms along with it. And we know that aside from that, even God many times will allow us to go to a storm or through a storm or be involved in something that's going to shake our world. I read something that says some people create their own storms and then they get upset when it rains. How many know what I'm talking about? We cause the problem, we cause the storm, and then when the rain starts coming, you know what, why, what's going on here? Now, when we find ourselves in a storm, when we find ourselves being, being hit uh, and, and shaken, you know, during, in the Storm Chasers uh, series, they had a car, it was a very cool car, and uh, it was called the Dominator. And, I mean, I'd like to have one of these things, you know. Think about that, driving down the road. Nothing's going to stop you in that thing. And they used this dominator to protect them. They used this dominator to help them. They had all kinds of equipment in it and everything, you know, it was all, it was all tricked out. And it would bring some kind of protection from them from that storm. 
Now, we obviously, when we go through the storms, we don't have this. In fact, this won't even help us. This won't even protect us for the kind of storms uh, that we go through. But what we need to understand this morning is that even those storms, they do come from different sources. They serve a purpose in our lives. We may not think so when you are in the storm, when you are battling in that storm, but there is a purpose for you and I. And I want to read with you out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, and looking at verse with, uh, 22, starting at verse 22. It reads this way. It says, uh, right away, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat, and he had them go on ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And then he sent the crowd away because he was ministering to people, and he wanted to, to get away from the people. He was tired, and uh, he needed to pray, and he had something for the disciples to do. So he sends them in a boat. And then it said, he sent the crowd away, and after he had sent them away, in verse 23, he went up onto a mountainside by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was there alone. The boat was already a long way from the land, and it was being pounded by the waves because the wind was blowing against it. There was a storm. Early in the morning, Jesus went out to the disciples, and he walked on the lake. And they saw him walking on the lake, and they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Right away, Jesus called out to them, and he said, Do not be afraid. Be brave. It is I. And so here we find that these disciples are in the storm of their life. And so this morning I entitled this series or this sermon Storm Chasers because that's what God wants us to be. He does not want us to be chased by the storm away from what God has for us or is doing in our lives, but he wants us to be able to endure the storm, chase away the strategies of the enemy and the lies of the enemy. For some this morning, the clouds are already there, and they are gathering. For some this morning, you are smack dab right in the middle of the storm. And I want to tell you this morning, we have someone better than that dominator car to help us. We have the Son of God, Jesus Christ, when we find ourselves right in the middle of a storm, God is there with us, his son is there, and his presence is with us. Amen. And you know, when we find ourselves in the storm, there are certain things that are revealed in us. The storm God uses to show us some things. Number one, it shows us the nature of our faith, the strength of our faith. It shows us uh, how our faith uh, is either developed or is it still lacking in some areas? That's what storms do. Storms also show me the strength of my commitment to Jesus Christ. If I find myself in a storm, I find myself uh, in, in the middle of something that's upending my world, am I still going to stay committed to Jesus? Am I still going to stay committed uh, to what God has 
has me doing, whether it's ministry, whether it's my marriage, whether it's my family, my job, am I still going to be able to stay committed in church serving Jesus? That's what storms do. They reveal these things. They'll show, reveal, and show me the level of my maturity, how mature I am in Christ. Now, I understand that new converts, those who are new Christians, their faith is, is not really developed. Their, their commitment is still being developed. And uh, so it shows, uh, obviously, in a storm, their maturity. They may begin to waver, and they're not as stable as they, they could be. But for those who have been serving Jesus for some time, when we find ourselves in a storm, it reveals how mature we are to understand what God is trying to show us or what has taken place in our lives. If we've been saved any time past a year, two years, three years, we've been in some storms already, and uh, the maturity level has developed into a, a place that God wants it to be. And then lastly, what it shows me when I find myself in a storm is whether I'm teachable or not. Whether I'm willing to learn from this storm or am I just going to say, oh God, take it away. I don't want it. Why are you doing this to me? It shows me the level and the measure of my teachability. So the question is, when this morning maybe you're in the storm or possibly you see the clouds that are gathering, you're wondering, okay, what's going on? Are you, are you going to be willing to, to learn and receive wisdom and maturity from those lives? Or are we just going to complain about them? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, listen to what it says. He makes the sun rise on both good and bad people. He sends rain for the ones who do right and for the ones who do wrong. So, you know, sometimes we get, we get, get angry at God and, and, and at life and say, well, you know, I'm serving God. I'm serving Jesus. I go to church. You know, I, 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 I'm in ministry. I pay my tithes. I, I pray. I fast sometimes. Uh, you know, why am I going through this? Well, because God says, why not? <laughs> it, it rains both on the good and uh, the bad. You see, the bottom line this morning, how many love rainbows? You love rainbows? I love rainbows. They're beautiful. But if you love the rainbow, then guess what? You're going to have to get along with the rain. You're going to have to learn to, 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 to get along with the rain because you can't have a rainbow without the rain. Too many people want the rainbow and they don't want the rain. They, 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 they don't want the storm. They just want to see the prettiness of life. They want to see the prettiness of, of, of what serving Jesus is all about. And we understand it's there, but it's not always going to be, as they say, peaches and cream. There are going to be storms. And so we're going to have to endure some of those things that come along with the storm. So just because we are born again doesn't mean we're going to be excluded. And in saying that, it is possible, even obviously, more importantly, we are, when we are in the will of God and 
doing the will of God, right in the center of what God, where God wants us to be and doing what God wants us to do, hey, at the same time, you still can be in a storm. Now, let me just kind of pause here and, and make this statement that sometimes when we see people who are struggling, they're, they're having it rough, and, and you know what, things are just falling apart around them, and maybe we under, we, we're, we're privy to some of that, we go, well, maybe they're doing something wrong. Maybe they're carnal. Maybe they're not saved. You know, maybe they're doing drugs. You know, maybe, maybe this is going on. And right away, we start to speculate and assume that something's not right with these folks because they're in a storm. Well, guess what? Not necessarily so. Because when we find ourselves or we see people who are going through the storm, we need to understand that, number one, just keep your eyes on yourself. See, the Bible says, take, take the speck the speck out of, uh, take the log out of your own eye, that big gigantic thing, before you take that little teeny weeny little, little splinter out of somebody else's eye. Because too many times we, we are, are judging people just because of what they're going through. The disciples were in the middle of God's will, but yet they were in a storm. In verse 22 of our text, it says, Jesus made, constrained, ordered his disciples to get into the boat and go across the lake. He prevailed upon them. So these guys are being obedient. They just said, ah, nah, we're not going to get in that boat. Sorry. They got in the boat. And they went where Jesus told them to go. They were in the will of God, doing the will of God. And you see, the devil's a liar this morning. Sometimes what he likes to do is lie to us about our life and what we're dealing with. And he's telling us, well, you know, you must not be in the will of God because this wouldn't be happening to you. You must not be where you need to be or doing what you need to be doing because guess what? Look at all this stuff that you're having to deal with. Well, the devil is a liar this morning. And he's trying to get you out of God's will, trying to discourage you from what God is trying to accomplish in your life. Life. There's a terrible storm. They're experienced fishermen, and they're afraid, and it's a bad storm, even though they're in the middle of God's will. Just like some of you here this morning. I think about Job. When all the things that Job had to encounter, the boils, his wife telling him to curse God and die, uh, Everything, everything, his family falling apart and, and, and his world crashing, losing everything. Was he in sin? Was he out of the will of God? Absolutely not. He was faithful to God. He was a just man, but yet there was a storm. In fact, uh, Satan had to get permission to be able to buffet Job. You see, I think about Joseph, I preached on Joseph a couple of weeks ago, and we know the story of the things he went through in life, the disappointments, the, the, all that stuff that he had to deal with. But Job, or, or Joseph, was someone who loved God. He was someone who did not deny God, even though he was, he was rejected and, and thrown into slavery and sold and all the rest of the stuff he had thrown into jail. 
He never denied God. He loved God, but yet he was still in the center of God's will and in a storm. The Apostle Paul, when we read about the Apostle Paul and see his life, the things that he went through, the shipwrecks, the hungers, the, the things that he had to deal with with people, he was the man of God, but still had to deal with the storms in his life. So storms happen to everybody this morning. Storms are a part of life. But you know the good thing about that this morning is that Jesus is the storm chaser. He is the one that we need to turn to to be able to stand in the midst of that storm, to be able to endure the assault of whatever it is you're dealing with. He is there with us. He is our, as it were, dominator. Not so much like that car, but greater than that car. Almighty, everlasting God, he is there. And that needs to be good news for you and I this morning. Good news if you are finding yourself in a storm. Good news if whenever you fall into a storm, he's there praying for us. Thank God for that. He is there interceding for us in the middle of that storm. You're not alone this morning. You're not by yourself in that storm. He is already praying. He's not surprised by that storm. You may be. I may be. Jesus knew that storm was coming for the disciples. What was he doing while they were going across that lake? He was praying. I think he was praying for his disciples. I think he was praying that God would be, would, 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 would be with him. He knew that. Just like you this morning, you find yourself in a storm. You need to know that God's not surprised by that, even though you might be. He is there, and he's already been interceding for you. He was praying all night for the disciples. He, it says in the early morning he went to meet them, but yet uh, all night he was praying while the disciples uh, were out in that boat. He's aware of your circumstances. He knows exactly what it is is going on in your life. Hebrews chapter 4. Listen to what verse 14 says. Hebrews chapter 4. Talks about Jesus, our high priest. Too many times we listen to the lies of the devil instead of listening to the word of God. Listen to the promises of God. It says, now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he's so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Wow, I like that scripture because here's what, what it's saying to us is that Jesus experienced everything that you and I are going to experience. Whatever storm you find yourself in, whatever issue you may be dealing with, Jesus already has been there. He's already dealt with it. He's experienced it. He didn't sin by it, but yet he knows 
what you're, the reality of what you're going through. He knows he's not out of touch with you. Too many times we think, well, God, Jesus, way up there somewhere. You know, he's out in whatever universe, you know, on the other side of Mars or on the other side of Pluto or, where, you know, somewhere in the heavenlies. No, 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 he's right here. He's right, he's, he's in you. He's in you, he's next to you. And, and the writer of Hebrews is saying, listen, he knows what you're dealing with and he has help for you. Don't let it slip through your fingers. Come to him for the help. Don't run away from him. See, too many people run away in the storm. When the storm hits, they run, they, they, they gallop out of here, away from God because of the storm. The writer of Hebrews says, man, don't you know what you have? Don't you know who Jesus is? Don't run from him. Run to him because he has the help you need. He has exactly what it is you need. He's interceding for us and accept it. Don't reject it. There may be some here this morning who God wants to help. Jesus is ready to help you. Don't let it slip through your fingers. Don't walk out of these four walls and say, forget it. I'm going to do something else. Accept the help that Jesus has. And I guarantee you that storm in your life, uh, he will help you through it, see you through it, because he'll be there with you in it. Jesus came to this world to talk to us about God. And now he is in heaven talking, heaven talking to God about us interceding for us. Look at them. Look at what's going on here. Let's, let's pray for them. Let's believe God for, for their strength during this testing in their life. He, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34, tells us that Jesus intercedes for us to God the Father. We come to church. We worship. We sing. We pray. God is in the midst of us, uh, and he knows. He's not surprised do you think he was surprised the disciples were going to run into a storm? No, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't caught off guard. Just like with you here this morning, what is that storm that you're experiencing? What are those things spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally that, that, that are brewing and causing a havoc in your life? God is not surprised by it. He knows about it like he knew about the disciples. And that tells me that Jesus is with us during those dark times like he was with the disciples out there in the storm. C.H. Spurgeon, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he said this, when God allows us to be put into the furnace, he goes with us. Wow. Wow. He allows, he, he has to have permission. Sometimes he does it, he allows us. Sometimes the enemy, there's, there's something that God allows that we have to deal with. But he is there with us and we're not by ourselves. Just like with the three Hebrew children in the book of Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. So much we hear about them as they were thrown into that furnace for not bowing down to idolatry. And they were there and they looked into that furnace and they said, hey guys, didn't we throw three 
people into that furnace? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I see the three, but I see another one. There's a fourth one in there, and he is the son, looks like the son of man. And you see, that's the way it is with you and I here this morning. Whatever you're going through, whatever fire you're in, whatever storm is brewing in your life, you are not alone. He's with you in the darkest time of your life. And it says, a little before dawn, Jesus came walking on the water towards his disciples. Dawn, we understand before dawn, before the sunlight, is usually the darkest part of the, of the morning. Before the light comes. And that's where the disciples were in the middle of that storm. It was the darkest hour for them. Tells me that Jesus isn't a distant God, but he is right there in our storm. Our darkest hour. What is your darkest hour right now? It's the most desperate time of our life. It's when you are the most needy. It's the darkest hour in our lives. When we can't take any more. And we're getting ready to say, I quit. I throw in the towel. I don't want any more. God comes walking on uh, the water for you uh, to set you, to bring peace, uh, to help you in that storm. The disciples had been in that storm for a little bit. They thought Jesus didn't care. I'm sure they thought Jesus didn't know where they were. But let me tell you something this morning. Jesus didn't need Google Maps to find the disciples. He knew exactly where they were. He knew the pinpoint. He knew where they were in that storm. He we came walking uh, right to them. And I want to tell you something. Jesus knows where you are this morning. He knows what it is in your life. He knows pinpointing exactly what that storm is all about. And don't let the devil lie to you. God doesn't care. God doesn't see and God doesn't understand. He's there with you. And yes, he does care and he does see and he does know what's going on. In Malachi chapter 3, it says that God sits uh, as a refiner and purifies the silver. I read an illustration some time ago. It said that God is like a silversmith, and they interviewed a silversmith, an actual silversmith, and asked him how he refined silver. This is what he said. I must sit with my eyes steadfastly fixed on the furnace, because if the time necessary for refining the silver is exceeded in the slightest degree, the silver will be damaged. And then he said, I never take my eyes off the silver in the furnace. I don't want to take it out too early, because if I take it out too early, it won't be purified. I also don't want to leave it in too long, because if I leave it in too long, it will be damaged. And then he said, when the silver is in the fire, I focus. I don't let anything distract me. I let nothing take my eyes off my focus. I watch that silver carefully, waiting for that right moment to take it out. And so they asked the silversmith, when is the right moment? The silversmith smiled and looked at them and said, I know the silver is pure 
when I can see my face reflected in it. Wow. Sometimes we're in that furnace and the fire is hot. We're in that furnace and we're crying, Lord, rescue me. We're like Aretha. Get me out of here. Rescue me because it's hot and I don't want to be here anymore. But I want to tell you something. Jesus, Jesus is there with us and he says, nope, not yet. You need a little bit more refining. And how many know a lot of times uh, we're ready to come out when God says, I'm not ready to take you out. Because I can't see my likeness in you yet. This thing that you're going through, this storm that I'm allowing you to go through, you know why I'm doing it? So you can be more like me. So you can be more like my image. And so it's going to take a little bit more time for me to be able to see that in you. God knows where you're at. God knows what you're going through. He cares about you. His focus is on you. We know the scripture tells us that he knows that when one sparrow falls out of a tree, when the leaves, he understands everything, and he says, aren't you worth more than a sparrow? Or the grass that is here today and gone and withers tomorrow? His focus is on us in the middle of that storm. And I have the assurance that, like that silversmith, he is the great refiner, purifying me, waiting until the right moment, uh, never too early, never late, uh, but just on time. You might be in a storm today, but I want to tell you, he will be there for you in the nick of time. When you think it's all over, when you can't take any more, boom, he's going to say, okay, it's enough. He won't let us go through anything that we may not be able to handle, his word tells me. But he will make a way of escape. You see, this morning when you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person that walked into it. Isn't that what the storm is all about? Too many times we want to get out before we're done, before God's done with us. And I think about that in my own life, and I'm saying, you know what, what a waste of time if I ran while God had me in the fire. What a waste of, 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 of a storm, <laughs> pain that you go through, the, the distress that you sense, and just to quit? Ah, let me just finish this thing so that God can do what needs to be done in my life. Isn't that the way we should be? And, and when it's done, praise God. That's what God wanted to take care of. Amen. So when you come out of the storm, let's not be the same as when we went in. And then he defeats our greatest fears. I'd like for a music team to, to make their way up this morning. What is your greatest fear? What's, what greatest fear has caused a storm in your life? Is it in your home, in your marriage, with your children, with your health? Could it be with your finances? Could it be, obviously, in, in your relationship with Christ and you're being attacked there? In our story, the disciples... We're in that boat. And the greatest fear they had is that they were drowned. That that boat would be overturned by the storm. And they're afraid. And the Bible says that 
Jesus came walking on the water. Their greatest fear was the water and the waves and the storm. And he came walking on that and he said, look guys, see, your greatest fear is under my feet. This morning, what is your greatest fear? What is the storm that you're dealing with in your life that the enemy is lying to you about? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, Jesus puts that under his feet, uh, and you rise above that and calm uh, as Jesus did. Uh, he can calm that storm uh, when he told the disciples, do not fear. I've got this. I'll take care of this. He'll comfort you in your storm, in those things that are causing you fear, distress, whatever it might be. He's got that. And we can take comfort in that. And in verse 26 and 27, it says that when they saw him, they thought he was a ghost. They were terrified and started screaming. And Jesus spoke to them. And he said, I am Jesus. Don't be afraid. Sometimes, like the disciples, they thought Jesus was a ghost. They didn't know who he was. They weren't clear as to what was going on. And it's going to happen to us sometimes. We're not going to always know why the storm has come. We're not always going to have the 911 and all the information and 611 or whatever numbers they use nowadays to say, hey, I, I have it all here. I know why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. It's not always going to happen. Some things we're just not going to know. You can ask them when you get to heaven. You know, Lord, that storm I went through, what was that all about? Why did, why did that happen? How come me and not him? Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, he says, you know, we see now only a dim likeness of things. Like he says, a mirror darkly, looking into a mirror darkly. So you don't really see everything, understand everything. Like the disciples thought it was a ghost. But it was Jesus. He was going to see them through that. Sometimes you can't see a way out of your storm. You can't see clearly how things are going to work out. But I want to tell you something. Jesus says, calm down, chill out, be cool. I have this taken care of. I am here. Peace. He spoke to the wind and the waves. Be still. And he calmed that storm. He'll do the same for you here this morning. He knows exactly what it is we need in our lives. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed.